0: Time to get a little dicey because I like to talk about a subject that quite honestly can be a little perilous to talk about sometimes, depends on how far I go with it. I probably won't go that far with it, but don't get upset with me if I do. Some of you have experience with this and so this can touch some raw nerves. I have experience with it too, so don't write me off, positive experience. I can talk about that a little bit more one day, but it has to do with sickness wellness It's about staying healthy You know people are always looking for some wonderful cure or preventative or an Herbal concoction or combination of foods or nutrients that they hope will help them combat diseases That'll somehow enhance their health. I've done a bit of that myself really (laughs) But I don't do it the way many of you do it The way most people do it. I don't do it to make myself feel wonderful. Oh, I feel so good today. Oh, I have so much energy. No, I, I always feel fine. I'm, I'm always full of energy. I'm never wanting for that. It's already there. But many people do that. They take supplements and cures to make them feel good, right? You've entertained some of those. I think probably everyone has to some extent. Paleo diets, keto diet. Back in the 70s, I put myself on a liquid protein diet. It was all the rage back then. Like in the late 70s, for months, I was living off of some vile, viscous, red liquid. It looked like transmission fluid. It tastes like, it was like Robitussin. It was like cherry syrup. It was disgusting. I That's all I ate, that and water. It was made from ground cattle bones. It would, I would pour it out into, into plastic Dixie cups. Can I say Dixie cup? I poured it out into, into Dixie cups and, and I would drink it and had bubbles coming out of it. It was, I know it sounds terrible, but it was to lose weight, not to be healthy, but to be attractive. You know, I was, I was only 19 or 20 years old and frankly, I was a little misguided just temporarily until I got my connection. But like many young men, my age and, and girls as well, I had no fatherly guidance. I had no one setting a good example for me. Every kid is supposed to have that, especially boys. And girls need it too, I know, but I'm a boy, so I'm giving that perspective. So I was looking for love in all the wrong places. But look at the role models and the guides that we have today for kids, right? The entertainers, the sports celebrities, the public personalities, they're always pushing some kind of System, right for for health or performance, or you see it all the time in the advertising. And I don't necessarily mean maliciously, but some are ridiculous. Paid spokespeople, Marie Osmond, others. I don't mean to pick on anyone in particular, but sports celebrities and movie stars. Jordan Peterson, he's he's now he's not a pitchman for any any product, right, except for his own stuff, but. But he's famously on an all-meat diet, a carnivore diet. Some millions of people will try that too, right? Because he's an influencer. These people are very influential. Joe Rogan, right? He apparently will go on any diet anytime that's ever invented. <laughs> well, maybe I'm exaggerating, but it does seem there's nothing he won't do to feel good, to feel better. He'll even take drugs. Cannabis, LSD. He believes, well, a lot of you believe you're convinced that you're a better human being because you've hallucinated on drugs. That's ridiculous. The point is doing things to feel better than you currently feel. That's what I'm talking about. There's fasting, colon cleansing, megavitamin therapy. The list is endless. And there are beneficial aspects of some of these, I suppose. I started megadosing on vitamin C when I was like 13 years old. It was a little bit ahead of the time. I had heard about Dr. Linus Pauling at the time. I was listening to him. Um, Actually, I I read his book actually, but I had heard, I wasn't listening to him. I had heard about him on a radio show, on the Alex Bennett show back then. It was a very popular show. That guy's still around. I had a subscription to Prevention Magazine. And so I got exposed to a lot of that natural supplement stuff and nutritional stuff, very controversial at the time. I was actually a very progressive person for, for a young kid back in the early 70s, late 60s, early 70s. And I still take high doses of vitamin C today. I've never had influenza, never. Not, not once in my life. And I don't ever remember, well, I remember getting cold, so I don't remember getting a cold lately. But there are schemes, and, and, and systems and products that are just plain and obvious swindles. You do have to be wary. I, I, people wanna be healthy. They wanna feel okay, I get that. They wanna be free of the maladies that they feel are holding them back from leading a full life, whatever full life means to them. No one wants to be sick. But listen, there is something better. It is foolproof. Rather than exerting all of that effort, looking for the right combination of foods and herbs and elixirs and whatever else it is to fix the damages that you've done by improper living, you can become resistant to illnesses by staying healthy and never getting sick in the first place. I don't mean holistic medicine bullshell, Chinese medicine crap. That's what it is, really. I'll do a show on that one day. You have no idea how bad that stuff is for you. They make it sound really, really good. And I certainly don't mean positive thinking or willing well-being or good health into existence. I mean real physical immunity to most diseases, even a disease like cancer, heart disease, neurological disorders, viruses. the big C infection, right? (laughs) one with the number following it. Do you think this is really possible to be that healthy and resistant to disease? It is. More than possible. It's reality. Consider this. Our immunological armor is directly connected with our emotions and playing God. Okay, so what's that? What's playing God? Well, that's when anger negative emotions, rises up inside us. We judge. We get upset. You can suppose that might upset the way the body works. It does. And that includes the ability to stay healthy. But not just resentment. Also placing people on pedestals. Giving approval. <laughs> That's playing God too. If you're not sending someone to hell, you're sending them to heaven in your own mind, of course, submitting our approval to undeserving people who suck the energy out of us to feed themselves. We give them life and they take it. Our loss is their gain. Do you see where I'm going with this? It's a real exchange. Health or sickness can be about relationships, how we exist with other people, you see? In sick relationships, over time, our physical and mental conditions break down. We degenerate, our immune system becomes degraded, malfunctions, doesn't do what it's supposed to do. And right now, people are more concerned, I don't know, it seems like they're not worried about how healthy they are, but how healthy they might not be, and probably aren't. And so we're walking around with masks all the time. I have to wear a mask when I go to the store. I didn't have to wear a mask for a long time because I didn't go to any stores. (laughs) But Dan, you wear a mask, right? I mean, don't you you think, let me ask you, we go to stores all the time, right? Don't you think that wearing a mask creates a negativity in a culture? I mean, a mask that you feel that you may not even have to wear and it's being imposed
1: upon you by authorities? Don't you feel, right? I think that and And this goes for some things that are good and some things that are bad in this case, people have different opinions but whether or not you think the mask is a good or bad thing, whether you you know oh in reality it's good it's it's a it's a positive thing it's a safety precaution you know you can justify it, regardless of any justification. there is an underlying temptation to be annoyed every time you have to put it on right just that, every single time that is absolutely true because an entity is making you put it on and making you do something that's out of your control—that something you didn't have to do your entire life, up until three months ago, four months ago. So there is a temptation to get annoyed, whether or not you're pro-mask or anti-mask. It doesn't matter. The temptation is there, right. and that's what matters. That's what really matters is that there is a there is an annoyance being transmitted. So that is my, so. It is my contention. That when that annoyance
0: rises, that's an emotion. You're becoming emotional. Right. And when you're emotional, you're drawing on, you're drawing on energy, a negative energy, you see? That negative energy flows through you. You are breaking, the, your, immune, your immune system doesn't work as well. So you're actually becoming more susceptible to infection mm-hmm. than had you not been annoyed because you had to wear a mask. Yeah. Isn't that true? Now, there's no question a mask is going to help spread you know the prevention of droplets and all that sort of stuff right help prevent the spread yes absolutely but it's the emotional aspect of it that's very suspicious to me
1: right and the the atmosphere creates the doom and gloom uh as somebody who is who is very perceptive of emotions and when people are trying to transmit emotions to you right. Right, make you upset make you agitated make you even infatuated is another the other Right, the other angle of attack, almost. But um, I don't get that one. Infatuated with what? What do you mean? Did you say infatuated? I mean, changing your state, making you not neutral.
0: Right. Okay. Sure. Okay, I get that.
1: How, however, it comes. In yeah. this case, we're dealing with annoyance. We're dealing with a, a low level anger. Right. It takes you out of yourself. It it's, takes. Yeah. You,
0: takes you out. Right. It
1: takes you out of. It takes you into your, into your thought process. Right. Right. So somebody who is attuned to those things like you and me, it's easy to see that and see what it does and therefore question the intention behind it. Correct. We talked about that on our last podcast. we yeah. talked about, yeah, we talked about um, the level, the, the, the emotional implications of all these coronavirus doom and gloom reporting and the measures that are being taken um, and the effect it would have on people. And therefore, what's really the motivation behind it? And to go to your point about being healthy in order to prevent becoming sick, uh, I just read this yesterday, the top underlying conditions for coronavirus, everybody knows that the people who are most susceptible to coronavirus and having a bad result from getting coronavirus- Are we avoiding
0: saying coronavirus? I don't think so. I mean, a platform that it's on
1: can suddenly decide, oh, we're not allowing that anymore and just pull it. They would have to- Yeah, I don't think we have to worry about that. Okay. No. Everybody knows that- if you have some sort of underlying condition or comorbidity, you're much more susceptible to dying or falling gravely ill from contracting coronavirus, right? Yeah, that's true. So I just read this from this was from Fox yesterday, the top underlying conditions for hospitalization, hypertension, cardiovascular disease, diabetes, obesity, chronic lung lung disease, mm-hmm, okay. Hypertension and cardiovascular disease. There's your stress and anger. Mm -hmm. There's your high stress levels leading you susceptible to heart attacks um, and clogged arteries and uh, high blood pressure, right? I I mean, that's the first thing they'll tell you. Are you you stressed? Do you have a lot of stress when when you have these things, right? I talk about that all the time. Diabetes and obesity. There's your overeating. There's your food addiction. There's your sugar addiction. You're eating too much. You eat too much sugar. You, You... Get diabetes. You get type two diabetes. You get um, you get fat, and of course, chronic lung di- chronic lung disease. Well, smoking addictions, bad. What do they call it? Your your uh, breathing system. A bad. You have a bad pulmonary system, mm-hmm. um, especially smokers, and people have had COPD. And people have had lung emphy- cancer. Emphysema, right? Bronchitis. Smokers, right? so all of those top underlying conditions are directly related to how you deal with anger and the measures you take in order to cope with the anger and stress and resentment that you get throughout your life correct smoking overeating uh high and high blood pressure these are all symptoms some of which you do some of which manifest these are all symptoms of being a resentful angry person who uh, is trying to stuff or get rid of their emotions because mm-hmm. they know it's wrong. I'll tell you something interesting. You know the immune system. So I, I just want to say the upshot yeah. is the point is if you've successfully dealt with those things at the start, if you've successfully dealt with your emotions, right? Meaning the way we talk about it is not deal with it at all. You don't have those conditions. You're not obese. You're not a diabetic. Of course, type 1 diabetes is different, but for the most part, you're not a diabetic, you're not obese, you don't have hypertension, and you don't have a lung problem.
0: Right, so the underlying- so you're, And you're not at risk. Those, so, those so-called those so underlying conditions don't exist, so you're not at risk there. Exactly. I mean, the virus is not going to kill you. The, the It's the symptoms of the virus that are going to kill you. The symptoms of the virus, if you have if you, any virus, whatever symptoms you get, those are actually good signs. That means your body is working. Yeah. That means, right? So it's producing or well, let's say it produces extra mucus, right? Well, unfortunately, if you have weak lungs, you you could drown in your own <laughs> mucus. Okay. You know your lungs will fill with fluid, and you and you basically get pneumonia, right? And that
1: can get infe- that becomes infected, and you get infectious pneumonia. So you're not strong enough to expel all the mucus you're producing, right. all the liquid you're producing. Yeah, the
0: mucus is supposed to be
1: ridding yourself of of
0: of uh, by, you know infection, infectious material, and you can't get rid of it fast enough, so you die of pneumonia. Right. So that's terrible. That's one of the that's a symptom of your body fighting. Your immune system's working. But unfortunately, you've destroyed your lungs
1: your lungs, your pulmonary system to the point where it's not working properly because you've smoked probably or And there are people with these conditions from a young age that might not obviously be to any fault of their own. But of course a lot of the cases we see are older people with these conditions that mm-hmm. have manifested over time. Um not something they were born with, but something due to due to not keeping up with their physical health, which is because they weren't able to keep up with their emotional and mental health usually.
0: Well, I'll tell you something really interesting, and it's what you're saying. Most diseases are not causal. They are not self-activated. They have been activated by a cause. They're symptoms of something else. So they're activated by something that goes before them. Okay. Right? So there's some metaphysical effects that produces a degeneration of the body's natural defense system. So just just to illustrate, you've heard of SSRIs, right? Yes. Selective serotonin reuptake inhibitors, antidepressants, okay, like Effexor, Prozac, and uh, Paxil, things like that, okay. There's a whole bunch of them. So there are studies that have directly connected these medications to a doubling of breast cancer among women who take them for three years or more. That's crazy. Is that crazy? That sounds terrible. It sounds terrible. They better not take those, take those, right? This is not a chemical cause though.
1: Right. There's a correlation, right? These
0: medications are not, they've tested these medications. They are not carcinogenic. Mm. Yet the women who are taking them for three years or more are twice as likely to get breast cancer. What happens is the antidepressants allow a person who may have a predilection toward that disease, maybe genetically, they experience, the bar gets raised for them. For internal judgments and emotionality, and it totally disrupts the immune
1: system. They cannot fight it off. So, you're saying they're able to become more emotional, correct? Become more judgmental, correct? And effectively become worse without feeling it because they're taking something that correct. muffles correct the natural the natural conscience, the natural p- pain that they would the natural guilt that they would feel from doing those things. Correct.
0: That's what they're doing. That's why people taking antidepressants. Because okay, they feel guilty, they feel, they feel pain, they mm-hmm. feel internal, they judge themselves. And who's judging themselves? It's their lower self, which has been allowed to grow, allowed to nourish by the judgments and the emotions and the annoyances and all the things that they've just stuffed for so long right. that the drugs help them to continue doing
1: without feeling,
0: without feeling bad effects. about it. Right? Without feeling bad about it. So it anesthetizes the
1: pain, <clears throat> it anesthetizes the conscience, mm-hmm. really. Mm-hmm. Yeah. C- conscience numbing is the way I put it. So it, it's, but at first, at first thought, it seems confusing that uh, an antidepressant would cause it doesn't breast ca- cancer, but pers- it's not. It's it, just
0: a correlation. It doesn't cause cancer. It's over time the person loses their physical ability to not get cancer. Yeah. Okay. The immune system mistakenly activates a physical mechanism. Right. And it's just a natural attempt to save them from a death. That's due to lost energies to other people. It's the energy sucking parasites that I was talking about earlier, mm-hmm. in the in the in the uh, in the monologue, the body tries to reinstitute itself. It tries to revitalize because it wants to live. So yeah. cancer is just a regeneration. It's regeneration gone wild, and that's for someone who experiences a loss of energy. Someone sucking it out of them, or them voluntarily giving it up to someone. That's why cancer people are always. Whenever you read about. You know, when you're reading an obituary about a cancer person.
1: This is a touchy subject, by the way. I course. said it, it's
0: very dicey. Yeah. <laughs> very dicey.
1: Because um, everybody knows somebody who's, that's, who's see, either that's, had or that's died from cancer. That's the problem. People get angry
0: at me when I talk about this because I'm talking about their, their mother or aunt or someone that they love, their spouse. But typically, a person who is that type of personality is someone who is thought to be giving and loving and, you know, they... They would do anything for anybody and they're they're always there. It it
1: seems to be the best people. As you, to usually be the best. how people yeah, phrase it. The
0: best people get it. Yeah. But those are people, but why are they doing that? Why why do they have that sort of personality? They need it. They need it. They're getting something out of it. You see? And that, that goes to a need that develops. Getting something out of what? They're usually they're giving their life to someone in exchange for their approval. So they're giving the life to someone else.
1: Hmm. Okay.
0: They'll do. They'll do anything for you. That type of person. Not not everyone who is that type of person is going to get cancer, and not everyone who gets cancer. Well, no. Everyone who gets cancer, with rare exception, is that type of person. Yeah. You could also get. I mean, you know, what if you built a house on a radiation dump? You know, maybe (laughs) you would would get cancer that way too. But generally speaking. And it's very dicey because um, no one wants to think that the person that they loved really had an emotional issue that caused it. And the problem is it's relationships. And if it's very difficult to see that you might have had a hand in it. You might have
1: had a hand in it. So it's hard to talk about. Going to the topic of doing things, whether it be exercise or dieting, Adopting certain types of diets, certain types of exercises, in order to feel good versus be healthy. I wanted to point out that there is a difference between the motivation behind it, but sometimes the actions are the same. For example, you've you've gone on a keto diet before. I tried it. Uh, Are you on it now?
0: No, not really. Not really. I wanted to see. I wanted. I wanted to see. I I was experimenting. Okay. I wanted to see you know, exactly what my blood levels would be and and all of that. So it was an experiment.
1: Yeah. Because some people will go on keto because they want to feel good. Right. And some people will do it, I think in your case and in my case, because I kind of tried it too, Mm -hmm. uh, to be healthy. I want to tell you, I didn't feel better on, on a keto diet. I already felt fine. Right. I felt better on a keto diet. I did. Right. I don't think I felt better in the way you're talking about. I felt better as in, I felt more healthy. I felt I did feel more stable energy levels, and I think that has to do with the fact that I'm very susceptible to 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 the effect that carbs have on people. And keto means less carbs, mm-hmm. so by cutting out most of my carbs, I was able to keep more stable energy throughout the day, and I did like that. Right. Um, I felt it was more healthy for me, and I did lose weight.
0: You know what happened when I when I experimented with the keto diet. I was already kind of on low carbs anyway. Yeah. So I don't I don't need a lot of carbs.
1: I don't either. So anymore. M- so maybe you and I aren't going to get, you know, ecstasy out of a keto diet. Yeah, I didn't feel I was getting any sort of emotional pleasure or happiness from it, right. but I definitely felt that uh, it was better for my body. So I did feel if that's what you mean by healthy, uh, I, I I feel like it was a good step. So anyway, the diff- there's a difference between doing something in order to be healthy and doing it in order to feel better about yourself. Right. And sometimes the actions are the same. You might exercise every day because you know it's good for your body or you might exercise every day because it gives you some sort of self-satisfaction. There's a difference.
0: For 10 years, we went to a gym, right? Yeah. And I used to watch with interest sometimes the people walking out of the gym and they were like, actually they, when they were leaving after their workout, yeah. they actually looked high. Sure. They they were like, oh, oh, I feel so good now. I mean, it's like, I'm ready to start my
1: day. Yeah. And like strutting out of the gym. Strutting. Yes. You could
0: see it. Oh my God. Right. There was like such a change in attitude and everything. That's not healthy. Yeah.
1: That is, oh, that is so unhealthy. Now, but I've left the gym feeling, oh, I got a great workout. Oh, sure. I, my metabolism's up. Yeah. My muscles are sore. I'm keeping myself healthy. I'm keeping my body fit. Right right yeah that's okay i think that's okay
0: it isn't just cancer though it's really it's all diseases resulting from um, it's the human rejection of consciousness and the body losing its spiritual life source and which is which comes from within which comes from god and it could be it could be just a fungus or it could be a bacterium or, or an inflammatory response any Etiology of any disease at all, and the body loses its ability to impact these and to and to, to diminish them. Have
1: you seen some of the crazy preachers? No, I've never seen about- a crazy preacher. <laughs> Have you seen any of them talking about coronavirus and expelling coronavirus?
0: I don't. I don't watch that. They're all crazy.
1: No, I, I want to show you this because this went viral because okay. it was funny. Sure. Can I show you something? Sure. Okay.
0: When. Win!
1: Burn this thing. Burn this thing. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Satan, you bow your knees.
0: Satan, you bow your knees.
1: You fall on your face. You fall on your
0: face. Destroyed forever, you are destroyed, destroyed forever. And you'll never be back. Never I blow the wind of God on you, COVID. No.
1: What? It's COVID 19. Yeah. I blow the wind of God. Oh, my God. Over you. Yeah. You forgot the sound effect. Oh, I'm sorry. I and then do- everybody has to repeat it. So we're talking about emotions and resentment and anger and how that ties into spirituality and how that can make you more susceptible to coronavirus any virus any virus really any because of any, course.
0: anything that responds anything that your immune system is supposed to handle for you you're, you you become susceptible you become vulnerable sure
1: i don't think this person gets it i don't think this person would understand what we're talking about that preacher yes no he has no idea okay he seems to think yeah. that you can just magically call upon some sort of power yeah. through, I don't know, verbal enunciations and expel the virus. Yeah, he he's calling upon the power of God. He's he's, he's summoning God. He's summoning God like 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 right. summoning a spirit. You can't do that. No, of course not. That doesn't not. work. Of course That's not. That's just as silly as uh, as, as drawing a pentagram on the ground. God, come on. Yeah, it's the same thing. It's the same thing. It's same ridiculous. Thing. Well, he is drawing he is he is calling a god, but it's not his god is not the same god that we're talking about. But when we're speaking about this and we say if you are if you're god conscious, if you um as you said, you said in your monologue, connected. Right. Uh, you'll be less susceptible to these sorts of things, but not directly. Not directly. Right. What I'm saying is, this is not what we're talking about. No, we're not talking about going to church, and and expelling coronavirus through the powers of of Jesus. Right. But right. that's in what the name of Jesus.
0: Well, that's what every there's a lot of stuff that's done in the name of Jesus. Right.
1: Supposedly. Right. So but I I thought that was very funny. I want to that show is you hysterical. That. that guy is nuts. Oh yeah, that guy's. See nuts. the look on his face. You see his smile? Oh my god! Any, anyone who believes that crap? I'm telling you, you're you're in you're in deep doo doo. <laughs> Some people naturally know that they they intuitively know there's a God and that Jesus was good, and they want to they want to follow that. So this seems like it might be an approach because they see this happening. But in reality, it's just as bad as as astrology. And same thing. It's witchcraft. It, it really is witchcraft. Yeah. yeah. It's just as bad, unfortunately. It's just
0: as bad. Ministercraft or- Right. You know, it's just the same thing. The, the point is, when you're emotional, you, you become corrupted and your body and your brain follows. Okay? And your capacity to exist in a healthy, wholesome way goes along with it. Right. Because it cannot protect itself. But if you become emotionally stable through- Conscious awareness, not by screaming crazy incantations to God or, yeah. or, or, or whoever. You know, these people that In it, the
1: name of Jesus In the name
0: of Jesus <laughs> And uh I blow. I blow the wind of God. Good God.
1: Oh. And banish you. <laughs> it's banish you. crazy. Well, is he sending the virus to hell? Or I what? think so. The funny thing is, his his uh his hype men, the people around him. Yeah, who are those people? I don't know, but they they look really confused. They actually look scared. They don't look like they're quite on board with what's going no, on. No, no, <laughs> I know they're not with they're them. Like, uh, they're like, they're
0: like, uh oh, I hope no, I hope my wife's not watching this. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh, the wind of God. Oh,
0: I hope no one from work is watching. <laughs> yeah, you know, I lost my job because I was like. Blowing the wind of God on people, on, on which,
1: coronavirus. Which ironically is exactly what you shouldn't be doing near people. Oh, that's right. Right.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, they should have that. Have some wind of God. The wind of, oh my God. I, I ma- will protect you Imagine having the wind
1: of God. How many droplets did he spray out at that moment? He got the whole audience there. The cool. whole audience has whatever he has. Oh, good Lord. But,
0: you know, you can become, if you can become emotionally centered and stable, you're okay. Yeah. And that happens when you become consciously aware. You become awake. Well, the way I put it is God conscious. Right. And if you don't like the word God, and some people don't. God. God. I don't like to abuse the word God. But you become awake, aware, and conscious. Not only do you not become ill, but you never die either. You're saved from sickness and and you're saved from dying because you're saved from sin. Now we're talking preacher language, right? What do you mean dying? Well, physical death or spiritual death. Everybody dies. Everyone dies physically, but not everyone dies spiritually. Gotcha.
1: See, so that goes into a whole new podcast. Not one for today. Not one for today. Okay, well, this is episode 17. This is episode seventeen. Thank you for listening. I hope you listen to episode eighteen. If you do have questions, there's a question form on the website, Schwarzoffmedias.com slash podcast. Right. So we we do like answering your questions. So if you have one, go submit it there.
0: And before and you know what? I, I invite people to submit a particular question. There's a lot of people have asked me qu- questions, they send me emails and whatnot. They want to know about vitamin C therapy. Yeah. Okay. And I'm not a doctor. But I can certainly recommend nutritional supplements. Yeah, that work. And uh, vitamins are fine. If anyone has any questions about vitamin C therapy and mega dosing of vitamin C, and talking about things like bowel tolerance and all that stuff that we did not talk about, yeah, today, um, send me an email. I'll send you some information. Okay. Yeah. Um, or ask me some specific questions. Don't just say, "Send me what you got, Dan," because I yeah. don't. I don't have it. I don't have a vitamin C pack. Okay, so this is episode 17. Yep. Thanks for listening, everybody. And we'll catch you next time. Bye. Bye.